Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dynasty After Dark. I'm your host, Calvin Timms. You can find me over on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin. My co-host, Dale, on Twitter at Dynasty underscore Dale. This felt right. You know, last episode, I did not have the right intro and it really threw me off. And, you know, I was just, I was off the entire <laughs> podcast. It was just crazy. But this time, I think I've got it right. So, how are we doing today, Dale? Hey, I am doing great. Um, I can't wait to talk about more running backs, and hopefully we have better transitions today. So Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, this is like yeah. 10 minutes after the last episode, so we'll see if my brain is woken up enough. But, you know, we'll, 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 we're not going to mention not, We're not going to mention that. But we're not going to mention that. But we're still going at it, so... <laughs> So that said, yesterday we talked about the top six of our tier one of the running backs. And, you know, we had the exact same top six, which just with just a different order there. Pretty interesting, the difference in our breakdowns of how those guys should go. But today we're going to be talking seven through 12 and the guys that we have there. And this is where it really starts to divolve a little bit more, but there's still quite a few names that we have in common. But yeah, we'll we'll get to it here today. So how are we doing today, Dale? Doing great. Like I can't wait to talk about all these running backs that I'm going to be wrong about, and and you're probably going to be wrong about too. So I'm never wrong. Well, that's a different yeah. You got nothing to say. To that. I do. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I froze them, boys, just like Adesanya. Let's go. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna jump right into it. And the number seven guy, we have both of we both have this guy at number seven. Josh Jacobs with the Las Vegas Raiders on the franchise tag. This was surprising to me. I did not the, dude, the Raiders are so confusing. I did that fixing the Raiders franchise a couple months ago, and it's just like, you know, I, I recommended signing Jimmy Garoppolo, so I nailed that one. Ding ding ding. But I said don't sign Josh Jacobs because it doesn't make sense. You're paying this guy 11 million. You're paying him tons of money to maybe compete. You need to like figure out your strategy long-term. I thought they could have, you know, let Josh Jacobs walk and bring in a Miles Sanders for a much cheaper deal. They could have done that. Miles Sanders signed for 25 million over four years. You could have got that. I don't understand why they're doing this, but that said for Josh Jacobs, this is great. Josh Jacobs with the Raiders is a stud. He is a monster. He was killing it last year. You know, and it, it even started off a little slow. Everyone was worried because he played in the Hall of Fame game. But, dude, I, I, I did not understand. the. He played a drive. Who cares? Like, it's one drive. You want to get these guys. Everyone talks about the running backs. You want to get them hit because you don't hit in practice the same as you used to, right, because of all the the – PA rules, right? The NFLPA, they've put into place all these rules about ta- tackling and practice and pads and all that stuff. And these running backs just do not get hit in practice like they used to. So you want to get these guys real live hits. And that's what Josh McDaniels came out and said, we put him in there so he could just get his first hits of the year out of the way as early as possible. Cause then you just don't play scared as much. And I mean, it worked out well, everyone freaked out about it, but it just never made sense to me. I was in on Josh Jacobs all last year, paid off heavily in almost every league because he was just a stud. So what are your thoughts on Josh oh, yeah. Jacobs? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I love Josh Jacobs. Um, he he definitely went up. My ranking is a lot from last year. See, um, this was the was... problem too. He shouldn't have. <laughs> I, I right. was high on him last year, but no. I, I go ahead, continue. Yeah, yeah. I I was I was off him last year. I didn't really. I despise Josh McDaniels. I think he's fair. a garbage coach. Um, at least a garbage head coach. <laughs> also personally. fair. OC, he's already. personally so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm fine with him being OC, but other than that, you know, I didn't know how his offense would translate. You know, these different weapons. He's not used to having weapons, and <laughs> right. it's just, just I'm just being honest. Like, like he's not used to that. So it's very true. Um, with that, I I think he played. I think he really played Josh Jacob to his suits. Mm-hmm. Um, and and played him very well. You know, um, I th- I think with him being what twenty. Or 25 this year. He's 25 right now, um, so I think yeah, he just 25. turned 25. So, you know, he'll be 25 basically all all season, if I remember it. Right, right. So, you know, I, I, I feel that's a good age for him to really, really flourish in, in fantasy football for the next few years. Um, and I really think he's going to. Yeah. You know, I'm, 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 I'm a little worried about the quarterback situation. You know, I, I know you're a Derek Carr hater. Yes, um, but I don't. I don't really believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, I understand you probably a sidestep. Yeah, it's a wash <laughs> for yeah, at least yeah. For, <laughs> it, it really is at least really for fantasy. Is, it's a wash, right? Yes, it is. It is a wash for fantasy. I agree. So, um, so you know, um, I think it's gonna be interesting what they do. I think it's. I think it might help him a little bit having another having Jacoby Myers there, but mm-hmm. they lost Darren Waller. So that's a whole different thing too. But, Did they though? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I honestly think he's he is set up to have another big year this year. You know, I, I, I don't think he's going to lead the league in rushing by any means, but I think he definitely will probably have like yards, probably mm-hmm. double digit touchdowns. Yep. He's good in the passing game. So, and I don't really think there's anybody around him that will will take a lot of carries away from him no no not at all so, i mean you know who is the I guy mean, that the, is amir the, white the, the, yeah yeah it's 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 amir white like they might have amir abdullah potentially yeah, there none of these guys you know, are, are threats that, right yeah like i don't consider those guys threats at all so i think he is definitely the guy you know you know with his uh snap percentage it was a lot of his games were you know 80 90 like probably over half were so you know i'm not i i think he's going to be great for fantasy again you know he finished you know uh ppr ranked ranked third you know so i think he's sure. going to be the guy and he's going to have a lot of top 10 or at least three i'm guessing probably top 10 years left in him yeah and that's where i'm with you 100 percent um, it all depends where he goes next year, I guess. If I think that they're yeah. going to try and either franchise tag him again because it's not, I think it's like 12, 13 million if they franchise him back to back. So it's not a massive increase on what they'd be mm-hmm. paying him this year. So, you know, I think right. Josh Jacobs is going to be really good. Again, I was the, the biggest surprise to me, and this is why I, I was a little bit lower than I am this year on Josh Jacobs. The reason being, I thought that they would utilize more of a stable of guys. You're looking at the snap share for Josh Jacobs here, and he was routinely, you know, he probably averaged, I don't know, somewhere between right around like 75%, maybe 75 to 80%, somewhere in that range. Like they used him 
as the workhorse a ton. And that's just not New England whatsoever. So that's the biggest surprise for me. But I just don't see anything changing. I don't think they're going to invest a high pick. This team has holes everywhere on the team. You know, everyone's having them take yeah. Will Levis at seven overall right now or offensive tackle, you know, but they also need defensive players everywhere. Their entire defense is mm-hmm. crumbling except for, I think, the edge position. So there are just holes everywhere on this team. They cannot yeah. afford to invest another high pick on a running back because I think Zamir White was a third-round pick last year, if I remember right. That 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 sounds about right. So, yeah, I just don't think that, yeah, they can invest in him. So Josh Jacobs is going to be safe. I believe they're going to either try and work out a long-term deal with him if he'll sign it or they'll franchise tag him again after the season. And, I mean, he was just such a stud this last year. Yeah. You, you hit it nail on the head. Josh McDaniels put him in the perfect situation for his skill set. So, 100%. Yep. So, all right. So, number eight, this is where it starts to devolve for both of us. For me, mm-hmm. it's going to be Najee Harris. And mm-hmm. I know that you're down on him a little bit, but Najee, yeah. I think the, the, the thing with Najee right now is just people are a little bit down on him and you know, you look at what he was able to do at the end of last year, and I think that's more typical of what to expect from Najee. One, this team was awful last year. Like, it was just awful. They brought back yeah. Matt Canada as the play caller. I don't think he's going to survive another year. He's going to get fired after this year. He's a very, very bad offensive coordinator. He's gross. He's They've gross. got Kenny Pickett, who I hate with a passion. I think he's terrible. But, right. you know, that doesn't really impact Najee Harris a ton. Right. And in all reality, you look at Najee the second half of the season, one target, one target, six targets, three targets, nine targets, three targets. Like, what is the inconsistency here? What are we doing here? But you look at Najee, he started off the season with the foot injury, right? He had the plate in his shoe that got removed right around their bye week. Then after the bye week, all of a sudden he starts playing a lot better on the ground. The team was just kind of terrible at that point because they'd gone to Kenny Pickett full time. But, you know, he had a 27-point week. He had a 13, 14, 15, uh, 21, 16, 10, 10. So, like, he was not the best player last year, but he was a lot better. So I do believe that Mm -hmm. the foot injury was holding him back some and I think the offensive line was terrible last year. It was like one of the worst offensive lines in the league last year. I think PFF had it as their 30th or 29th ranked offensive line last year. So they were letting everybody through. They need to get an offensive tackle in this year's draft class. Everyone has them penciled into offensive line in the first round anyway. And they just really cannot afford to let this line disintegrate any further it's terrible it's one of the worst offensive lines in the league and if you're going to put everything on Kenny Pickett's shoulders who he's not good in the first place at least give him a good line to protect him as much as you can so the 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 side effect of protecting Kenny Pickett is you're going to be protecting Najee as well I believe he's going to be healthy and I think that Najee is being underrated a little bit I get it he's older he's 25 already but you know, he's only got one year or, well, two years now of playtime under his belt in the NFL level. He's got at least three, four years left before he's going to be calling it a career. And I think he's still young right. enough. He didn't get used in college like a lot of these other guys. He's just an older prospect. So I'm not too concerned about that. 
I think that he still has plenty of time. He's not going to be the same type of running back to hit the age cliff as some of the other guys. So Najee, for me, still slots in at eight. I think the upside is still there for him, though there are some factors that are negative about him right now. So what are your thoughts on on Eckler or on, on Najee Harris? On Najee Harris, um, I've never really liked Najee Harris that much. I get <laughs> what he does, but he went to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know they have a history of having good, solid running backs, and that's great, but... um. No, I, I think he's okay. I think he does a lot of things very well. Um, you know, like he doesn't have a, a lot of competition. Um, you know, I, I am yeah. a little bit worried about, uh, I think his last name. Jalen Warren. Yep. Yeah, Jalen Warren. But, you know, but like I know historically that Mike Tomlin does run a very heavy running, like a, a one running back system. Sure. So, you know, I feel he's going to have the, he's going to have the, going to have the uh carry load and in and, and stuff like that so but i think my i think my main concern is kenny pickett um, <laughs> Fair. i think i think i think and you know I, I know they do have more weapons but i feel feel you know i i like deontay johnson i think he's pretty solid and he's sure. going to have a touched any 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 and he's definitely and he's definitely going to have a touchdown progression um this year without you know having zero obviously and you know i also like kenny pickens uh not kenny george pickens excuse me <laughs> um but i feel he's overrated from from what dynasty players have him as so sure. you know i i do like harris i think he's going to be pretty solid for the next couple of years but you know going with his age you know you know with him being i think he's 25 already and sure it, it feels like he you know and he's and he's been in the league what two years Yep. already pretty yep. old so yeah. um sure. and and then he, and and then he also did have a lot of carries his rookie year with a horrific offensive line. so yeah, you know true. like he has been battered by that and so like with that i'm a little off you know i do have him ranked 11 mm-hmm. you know i i i would i mean i would still take him over a lot of running backs don't get me wrong but he's definitely not my first choice. all right so where do you have Najee ranked um, I have a ranked 11th. Okay. All right. So who is your number eight guy? Um, it's my number eight guy is Travis Etienne of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, okay. Um, a lot, a, a lot of him, you know, I, I feel, I feel it's good that he is paired up with his college teammate in Trevor Lawrence. Um, I feel he has an offense that is offensive friendly, I, I, I guess I could say. And, and he is the pass catching back, which, which does help him. Now, I will say I do worry about him a little bit with injuries. Like he does have some injury history. Um, and and I am a little worried about his backup Dearness Johnson, which he was she played for the Browns the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um and and when he stepped in for you know Nick Chubb and um Kareem Hunt, he played very well. And he, and, he, and, he, and he played like that role very, very well. So that does worry me a little bit, but I think sure. Travis Etienne's still going to be very solid. You know, I think he, he will have some up and down games, um, but you know, um, and, and could pin and could potentially be game scripted out, but he does have that pass catching upside that we love to see. Mm-hmm. And he's fairly young and, and, you know, I just see him. I just see him progressing. 
Um, I didn't really like where he was drafted at, you know, in, in the, in the league. And I felt he was a little overhyped and I feel there, I feel right now there's a lot of people that are sleeping on him right now. And I feel he could emerge as a, as a top 10 running back. Fair enough. And yeah, the fun, the ironic thing is, so we have Najee and ETN swapped in our rankings. You have them at, you have ETN at eight. I have Najee at eight. You have ETN at, I have ETN at 11. You have Najee at 11. So my biggest downside on ETN is, I mean, you, you look at his game log, he only really had three or four good weeks last year, like really good weeks. And a lot of them were bad, like bad. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, against Tennessee, he had 3.2 points on a 75% snap share. Like that's really bad. Really, really bad. Had no targets in that game. I mean, for being a pass catching back, he only had 45 targets on the entire year and 35 catches. It, like, I believe that he has that skill set. I'm with you there. But I don't know if Doug Peterson's ever going to put him in that role. And you got to go to the coaching staff here is the biggest downside for Travis Etienne. Doug Peterson is a notorious killer to running back value for fantasy mm. football because you go back to his time in, in Philadelphia and it's just he never he is a very big proponent of our running back by committee right RBBC mm. and he will never give anybody like the fact that ETN was getting 70% of snap share is crazy to me in a Doug Peterson offense like that's just not what yeah. he does 80% in a game and those games where he can get that much he's decent for fantasy football but it's just not consistent, and I do believe Peterson's going to. I mean, they they brought in Calvin Ridley, so already that's going to eat up some of these the the short yardage targets for someone like mm-hmm. an ETN. And then you you know they bring back um, Evan Ingram. They need to fix up this offensive line a little bit there, but I just don't really see much of a a progression upward for Travis ETN. Where, you know, we've seen Najee Harris. Najee Harris finished as the RB number seven in his rookie year. Yes, there's a lot of factors that went into it. But is it possible for him to get back there? 100%. ETN finished as the RB17 in PPR leagues. He was actually better in standard leagues than PPR leagues. As a guy who has that pass-catching profile. He was RB16 in standard, 17 in PPR. So, he played 17 games. Yes, one game he left with the 8% snap share. One game he left with 40%. Okay, take those out. He's still not, like, it's not what you want to see for someone who played most of the season last year. So, I just don't know what the ceiling for Travis Etienne is. And you talk about these other guys. All of my top eight, you've seen them up there at least once in their career, except for Bijan, yeah. obviously, and Brees. That's, that's, that's what, very fair. You know, so... um. Yeah, ETN, I like him. I just don't think he's going to be utilized properly, and I don't think that, like, I just don't see the upside that most people mm-hmm. kind of see with him right now. So, which is funny. It's just, like I said, it's ironic. You know, we're we're kind of opposite on on Harris and ETN, yeah. where you see the upside with ETN, I see the upside with Harris. You're kind of more leery about Harris, and I'm more leery about ETN. So, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I I think when I do my rankings, I usually try to go for the better offense. Sure, and I think Jacksonville has I do a much better that. offense. Yep, yep. Than, I'm with you 100 there. What Pittsburgh has. So. Yep. All right, so that said, number nine for me 
is number 10 on your list, Austin Eckler. Mm -hmm. So we're basically right there with each other on this guy. So we'll quickly talk about Eckler. Not much to discuss there. I mean, Austin Eckler, what can you say about the guy? He's had 40 touchdowns in two seasons. He's just really good. Um, Let me pull up his player card here. Oh, here it is. Um, Austin Eckler, so, you know, last couple of seasons, RB1, RB2 finishes in PPR leagues. The passing work is just astronomical. He's playing with the Chargers already. He's come out and said for 2023-2024, he's a free agent and he wants to explore his options. They might franchise tag him at that point in time. He is 27 right now. He'll turn 28 in season. 200 pounds, so he's a smaller guy. It's always been his kind of calling card. But here's Mm -hmm. the thing that worries me about Austin Eckler. One is age, and two, like that astronomical target volume a lot of it came from the fact that Mike Williams has been injured a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keenan Allen missed a, a large portion of the time last year. So is he going to be able to receive that massive target share, especially with Kellen, Mo- uh, Kellen Moore coming over here as new offensive coordinator? Everyone has these guys kind of linked to a JSN or a Quentin Johnson or you know Jordan Addison in the upcoming draft. That could really hurt someone like an Austin Eckler. You look at his his run game usage, and he's not even breaking a thousand yards on the ground. It's all passing work and touchdowns, and that's like the one thing that scares me a little bit with Austin Eckler is, you know, if you're if you take a single dip in touchdowns, man, let's say he gets half the touchdowns, ten touchdowns, which is still really good for a lot of running backs. That is going to kill his his value for fantasy football. And I'm not saying that's going to happen. Like, he's so explosive and he's so good. But even five touchdowns, all of a sudden he's going to be finishing as, like, the RB5, 6, 7. And, you know, when he's been the 1 and 2, he's going at those prices in a lot of leagues right now. And that scares me quite a bit. So what are your thoughts on Eckler? And then we'll jump on to the last couple guys here. Yeah, yeah, no, I love Austin Eckler. I think he, the only thing with him is his age. I think he only has a couple years left of being really fantasy relevant. Um, You know, I, I do, I do see your point in that there's, they're probably, they're probably going to take a pass catcher of some kind. Might not um, be round one, but top two, I think. Yes. Yes. Of, 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 of some kind is what I see. So, you know, um, I, I, I am excited for him, uh, but you know, I don't really think the, passing the passing volume is not going to go down for him. um mm-hmm. i i honestly see keenan allen probably getting injured again mike williams getting injured again no um i can't I, I, I don't know how many targets he had it was probably a whole bunch yeah i'm with you i'm with you so um like oh. i said there's not a ton to talk about with austin eckler he's still really good uh, as long as he's with the chargers i think that they're like I talked about Justin Herbert with the quarterback episode last week. Mm. I do think that Justin Herbert has more potential than what he showed last year. People are kind of down on him, but he had broken ribs for a long time. Um, But yeah, I think Austin Eckler is just so good. They have no competition unless they go and get someone like a B. John Robinson. I just don't really see much of a threat to Austin Eckler. They've been trying to do it for years now, but even still, again, Austin Eckler takes half as many touchdowns he's still going to be an rb1 so you're not really risking too much and you know he didn't really get a ton of usage until later on in his career like you you can look at his his touch count over 
the first four seasons of his career, and they're not they're not crazy, right? As, so, as heavy, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. As some of the other guys. So he's a a young twenty seven year old, right? Um, yes. So yes. there is that for Eckler, and he he's just so explosive until you see him. He takes really good care of his body too. So um, yeah. That's pretty much all you need to say about Austin Eckler. Still an RB1 for Dynasty and should be treated as such. Now, number nine for you is a little bit different from me. I have Eckler at nine. You have another rookie. You had Bijan as your number one. Number two here. Who you got? Um, So in my nine spot, I have Jameer Gibbs. Mm -hmm. Um, I am very excited about what we can see out of Jameer Gibbs. You know, I, I, I I can honestly see him being like an Austin Eckler type. I agree you with you one hundred percent. You know, in 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 size and shape, you know, all all around. So, you know, I I, th- I think he's a very similar height, very similar weight, um, and you know, I I feel I feel Gibbs possesses a really good pass catching ability. Um, I think the biggest thing is that we haven't seen him on an NFL field, and you know that does worry me a little bit. So, you know, that's I've been a little bit, you know, I'm I am very excited about him, but I'm in the Recent weeks, I've been a little bit hesitant on him. You know, it's 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 personally in, in drafting him because I'm I'm not sure where he's going to go. You know, I feel I feel where he goes is going to be very vital to his success in fantasy. Yeah, I'm with you. Yep. You know, yeah. Yep. So that's the so, one thing that know, scares I, me about having yeah. him top twelve, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I I fully understand that, but you know, I I think I think teams that are very pass friendly are going to try to draft him. Um, I, I, I can honestly see him potentially even going, you know, first round to the Bengals would be very fun. You know, I doubt yeah. he's going to go. I, I think if he goes to Buffalo, I think that's where he'll go. It's to not going to happen. I, I know it's not going to happen. Know, I know. I it's know. not. I know. It's it'd not, be nice. Not it would be nice. Would be. Well, would not be, really. But, I know. think that they just misuse him and it'd be, we'd all be sad. Yes, I, I, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, and, and that's not, you know, I, I think he would be better served, you know, a, uh, a Joe Burrow led team compared to a New England Patriots. No, he would be. Gross. He would actually be perfect for your Miami Dolphins. Like if they could get. Yes, he would be. If he could get yes, Gibbs, yes, Gibbs on Miami. <laughs> yes, I would be <laughs> extremely happy with that, and I, I think that would be. I I I could see him being. I could see him being a smaller CMC. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you. So, well, you know, I, I, I regular yeah, size I, I, CMC. I just, <laughs> right. Right. You know, I I just, I just think the biggest concern is um is his height and weight. Mm-hmm. You know, like we don't always see a lot of running backs succeed for long term at that. Yeah, point. I'm with you. I'm with you. Is, He'd is, have to bulk up a little thing. bit, right? Yes, yes. Is, sure. is the biggest thing. Is the biggest thing. Like there are outliers, but mm-hmm. those outliers are, are fewer and far between than the norm. Like, like I think the Ballers did a stat for their um, it's for their Dynasty Pod last week that mm-hmm. basically said like the vast majority of running back one and twos the past like decade have They're been. Like, 215 pounds, right? Six foot, 215 yes, or yes, something like plus, that. Plus, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. No, so, I, I get it. I get it. The, the thing with Gibbs is you do, you know, the CMC comp is funny because that's the, he's the exact same size as CMC coming out. Now, CMC was the prolific pass catcher, and that's kind of what has saved him. He's so explosive on the ground with the pass catching. That's what Eckler thrives at as well, and that's where I think G, I think Gibbs is going to thrive as at that position as well because we saw in, in Alabama he was he did most of his dangerous work through the air like as a as a dump off target for Bryce Young mm-hmm. so um, I think Gibbs is going to be fine 
I'm with you. I like it, but I think landing spot will dictate whether or not he should be up here or not. So 100%. It's, it's a bold move by you, but again, yep. it, I like it. I do like it. So um, real quick, give me your last guy here in your top 12, and then we'll, we'll finish up my last two guys here. All right. All right. So my last guy is, is Javante Williams um, of the Denver Broncos. Um, I really liked Javante coming out and I feel he was, he was, he was on the path be a very a very successful running back one mm-hmm. then he got injured i think in week five I think well, week four five. four yeah yeah four. In, in 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 week four against i believe it was against the raiders yep um so uh, unfortunately he had a very similar injury to jk dobbins mm-hmm. who i personally love i mean yep. I, I would have loved to rank dobbins a lot higher than i have him but with injury you know like he tore his acl he tore his mcl or a lot of like, pcl the, yeah yeah, so yeah pcl lcl like he tore all of the clc so <laughs> honestly is is what it felt like so um i think that's the biggest concern in mm-hmm. dynasty managers is how he's going to be i think he's going to have a very very slow start to like to, the, to like what jk had last year mm-hmm. yep um, i'm with you, you. Know, it's 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 you know, you know, it's 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 going to take him. It's going to be crazy half a year. Yeah, because J.K. did his yeah. in the preseason, and and it still took him until yes. like week seven to to start to even come back. Yeah. Whereas yes, absolutely. Javante did it in week four, and you know he's got the same injury, so he he's probably not mm-hmm. going to be back until week fifteen, like fourteen, fifteen yes. in that range. And then they might Later not even play him. Yeah. You know, just to depending on what the situation. Yeah, is. just to save him. Yeah. So, so, you know, I, I do, I do like his upside and that's why I ranked him here is because Mm -hmm. of his upside and what we saw. Yeah. um, And we, in year one. Yeah. Yeah. In in year one, but that was with Drew Locke and whatever offense they were playing there. (laughs) Right. So, you know, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what Sean Payton has for him. You know, um, I, I, I I do know historically that Sean Payton does, does sometimes run a two running back system, but Mm -hmm it seems like both of those running backs are still relevant. Still oh yeah. Very, very for relevant. Sure. Yep. Yep. You always. Know, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not saying they're both going to be RB ones, but I, I, I could really see one being an, like, you know, like, like a mid tier RB one and the other, like a mid tier RB two, which yeah. really I would be happy if Javante could, you know, like have, have like year one in that system, be an RB two and then go up to an RB one. Like he's still very, very young. I think he's what? 22. Yes. Yep. I, I, I believe so. So, yep. So like it's probably going to be you know he's probably going to be you know twenty four to when he starts really really, really ramping yep. up yep. yes yes and really being able to contribute and I can see him contributing for the next you know once he's twenty four for the next three to four years and mm-hmm. if you have that you know if if you have that built in I think that's going to be great for his value sure that's the only reason why I don't have him as a top twelve guys just because. You know, you're you basically have a lost year this year, and yes, you don't know yes. if he's going to be able to get back to full health. You know, that's a, it is a big injury. It's not like an Achilles, um, but it is a it is a rough one to come back from. So, Absolutely. you know, that's the only reason why I don't have him top twelve. He's thirteen for me, so he's right there. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, you like what you saw in year one. It's yep. a devastating injury for him. Hopefully he comes back and maybe he can he can show us something there, but uh, that's the only reason there. So um, my number ten guy is going to be Nick Chubb. 
And I think people are sleeping on Nick Chubb a little bit too much. Um, Nick Chubb is just so undervalued right now. And, you know, you look at the, the, the Browns and um, they did not really, they didn't bring back cream hunt. Uh, I'm just trying to formulate Mm -hmm. my thoughts here, but they really didn't do much at the end of last year because they had switched to um, Deshaun Watson and they were trying to get him more heavily involved. But you look at, at Nick Chubb week uh, 18, you know, 12 carries for 77 yards, six targets for with five catches um, for 45 yards and a touchdown. To me, I think that they're going to try and utilize Nick Chubb in the passing game a little bit more. Now, Deshaun Watson's not the type of guy to dump it off to his running backs a ton, but you don't really need that. When Deshaun Watson is up and running, which I do believe he had a lot of ring rust coming out last year at the end of the year, if he comes back... And, you know, you you really look at it before week 13, when Deshaun Watson came back, Nick Chubb was cooking after week 13 mm-hmm. until the last three weeks, he was bad. Like he was just bad for fantasy football, um, not because yep. it's his fault, but because, you know, Deshaun Watson just doesn't really utilize them um, through the through the air. But that said, I think when Deshaun Watson is back is playing well. This offense is going to be cooking, and I think that there's going to be a lot of upside touchdown-wise for Nick Chubb. He had he had one touchdown from when Deshaun Watson took over to the end of the year, and that was the last week, and it was a passing touchdown. So, you know, you look at his game log, week, week number two, three touchdowns, one touchdown, mm-hmm. one touchdown, two, uh, no touchdowns in week six, one, two, one, zero, one. Like he had a touchdown almost every single week and then all of a sudden none for the rest of the year. And that tells me that most of it was because of Deshaun Watson. I mean, anybody with eyes could see that Deshaun Watson was rusty. He wasn't playing well. He, this, he played very bad last yeah, year. Yeah, and this very entire bad. offense suffered because of it. So Nick Chubb is a good player. We have seen this with our eyes. Mm-hmm. Even in the games with Deshaun Watson, 21 carries for 99 yards. Like he's very explosive on the ground. He just isn't getting as much passing work, which is fine. But I think the touchdowns are going to still be there. And the guy is just so explosive. And then when you take into account Deshaun Watson and his rushing mobility, and you know, when he was at his prime, there will be a lot of touchdown opportunities for Nick Chubb. And there's going to be a lot of ground game usage because Nick Chubb, honest to God might be the best pure rusher in the NFL right now. Like he's just so good. Um, so the fact that a lot of people are dropping him out of their top 12 to me is just a little bit crazy, especially when the fact that they didn't bring back, um, Kareem hunt. I don't see this team drafting. Like they just traded their second round pick for Elijah Moore. They don't have a first round pick. I don't really see them investing heavily you know, all these draft capital nerds out there are saying, well, if it's a day three running back, you probably shouldn't invest in them for fantasy football. But at the same I time, think they're that's saying, ridiculous. I'm that with is, you. That, that it's, it's a ridiculous take because typically day three players have a very have have a lesser hit value. Oh, and, for sure. You know, you know if, if, if anything, like they're just going to be a backup to Nick Chubb. Well, that's the, that was my point. Was yeah. all these guys are saying, "Oh, well, if it's a day three running back, 
you know, don't really care about him for fantasy football. But at the same time, they're saying a day three running back is going to take Nick Chubb's job. And it's like, we can't have both things guys. Like it's not going to be the same thing here. So right. either day three guys are good or they're not. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not the one that set this line. You guys did. You can't play both sides of it. So, right. um, I think Nick Chubb is going to be fine. This team's not going to invest heavily on a running back. And Nick Chubb is again, he's the pure, one of the pure best pure rushers in the NFL right now. So Nick Chubb at 11, I have him one spot above Travis Etienne. I do believe that Nick Chubb has the upside to be a top, like yeah. consistent top 12 oh, guy where ETN, you know, even in a good year, I just don't, he was RB 17 for PPR. I just don't really yeah. know how high know. he can go in the top 12. So um, that's my no, only thoughts I, I, there. I, I, I fully get that. I think where I'm a little bit, I mean, I love Nick Chubb, um, but I think it's where I'm off on him is what Deshaun Watson showed us last year. Yeah, with, I get it. I do it was, get it. It was it was very bad, Calvin. It was it very was. bad. I understand, but he, he also hadn't over. played in almost two years. So to be I know, fair, I know, but you, but, I don't think you I, can just I, lose the talent that he had for it's, three it's, years. It's the, pro- for, it's the problem I have though is 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 how they called the plays once Deshaun. Oh, Stefanski like, is bad. Like yeah, I'm not. Yeah, saying it that, was but. it was it was just really bad play calling because you know this player hasn't played in so long, but they still played him like was in Houston. And I know, not that, but he's not the same player. I and I'm I'm with you. I'm just saying. Just, I think that I think that they were probably just trying to wake up his arm. So we'll we'll see. We will see. But right. I, I do believe that you know even in the end of the year, Nick Chubb had 14 carries, 12 carries, 24, 21, 14, 17, 26. Like they were carrying the ball with him a lot. So I don't really see that changing. And then if you just take into account decent <laughs> regression back to what Deshaun Watson was, this offense will be a lot better. So that that's all I'm saying. And, and I get the, the Watson um, fears as well, but uh, yep. no, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that kind of plays out, but that's why I have Nick Chubb at 10. My last mm-hmm. guy is going to be Deandre Swift at um, 12 here. Ugh. I'm still in on Deandre Swift being a top 12 guy for fantasy football. He's only 24 years old. I get it. The guy's banged up a lot. I understand that. You know, last year he played 14 games, finishes the RB number 21 for fantasy football. Really never got a high snap count whatsoever the entire year. On top of getting vultured by Jamal Williams, ridiculous. The amount of plays, oh my gosh. The amount of plays where DeAndre Swift got the ball down to the one, two, or three yard line, and then Jamal Williams comes in. Like, one, that's such a slap in the face to your guy. Like, to to let him do all that work. And then it happened like five times. Five times. Those five touchdowns, if they went to Swift instead of uh, Jamal Williams, like, he would have been close to RB14 probably with limited play and that's just five plays five more plays for deandre swift so the guy is very very good has major health concerns i understand that but major major when you compare him to like a christian mccaffrey again who has health concerns saquon barkley but when they play and they're healthy they're very very good deandre swift had the the shoulder issue and you know I just don't really see a lot of his injuries being repeatable stuff. Now the shoulder injury does concern me, but mm-hmm. you know who else has a shoulder injury that has plagued him his entire career? Dalvin Cook. Yep. Dalvin Cook is able to manage it. I do believe that they're going to be able to manage DeAndre Swift. 
Now, I don't think he's ever going to be a workhorse guy. I'm not saying that. But there's games here that count as a game played. He had 16% of snaps. 16%. It's like they they never trusted him to be fully healthy last year. Now, whether that's the Lions being a little ridiculous, I don't know if the Lions necessarily trust DeAndre Swift. There's been rumors about them trading him this entire time. So the fact is they should trade him to the Kansas City Chiefs and they can – they can redo that mistake of taking Clyde Edwards Alaire from the draft a couple of years ago, but right. you know, I digress there. DeAndre Swift is still a good player. He's a very explosive player, similar to a lot of the other guys we mentioned. He's a smaller guy, five foot eight, two hundred and eight pounds. He's not a massive guy, you know, similar to Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey. But when he gets the ball in his hands, man, he is so good. You give him five more touchdowns on the ground that he got vultured by Jamal Williams. It does help. I agree. He's almost an RB1. It doesn't take a big stretch. And then, you, again, you look at some of the other guys we have up here, Ramondre Stevenson, um, Javante Williams. You know, Javante Williams isn't even going to play this year. At least DeAndre Swift mm-hmm. has the potential to play 17 games this year. Again, he's got the injury concerns, but, you know, like that's the biggest difference – between Javante and Swift for me is you know you're going to have Swift at least this year and when he does play he's very very good so um, I'm still on DeAndre Swift I'm not as high like I think a year ago he was my RB3 so you know it's been a pretty big fall from grace for DeAndre Swift but we did see a lot of flashes from Swift when he played but you just look at his game log man and it's like he never really got utilized at all he missed four game or three games right in the middle of the season. He comes out in week one, 67%, 51%, 41%. After um, he comes back the one week after the injury, 55%. One game over 50% the rest of the season. Um, one game over 40% the rest of the season. Like they just did not trust him to be healthy, so they did not give him a ton of opportunity. But you look at that pass catching work from him, man, and it's just crazy what he's able to do there. So um, I do believe that DeAndre Swift is a good player, but you can give me your thoughts real quick and then we'll wrap this up. We're already running. Yeah, I, I, I can see it. And, you know, and I, I understand that Jamal Williams was, had a fantastic season last year and that's mm-hmm. not going to be duplicated by yeah, 17 touchdowns. By any pretty means. Helpful. Yeah, it is. It is. And <laughs> you know, I, I think this, I just, I just don't think the Lions like DeAndre Swift. I agree and, with that. I will. I will. And agree with and that. and with him going into a contract year, them and them and them having well and and them having to figure out what they're going to do with him. I mean, I do think he could have a a breakout year this year, but mm-hmm. I think that's going to be it. You know, I don't. I just don't see it with him. I think he's too injury prone. I just. I just think he can't stay on the field, and he's been proven to show that. You know, injury after injury True. after injury. And that's where I've been really, really off on him. And, you know, um, you know, I, I do, I, you know, it's, 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 it's like I said, like I do see a path of him doing well this year, but I don't think he has the upside. And I think David Montgomery is going to take a lot of those uh, touchdown worthy <laughs> plays vultures yeah, yeah, away yeah. from him. Yeah, so we'll, we'll that, see. that's, that, that's, we'll that, see. that, that's what I see. And, you know, and, 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 and the Lions themselves are going to be, hopefully they're going to be a, a little bit more explosive, you know, add, adding, adding some more weapons. And right. I think Jared Goff is going to pass a little bit more. Sure. Um, 
So, Which you know helps I mean, Swift, in my opinion, because it does. I mean it does. I mean it does. Th- when you have a when you have 140 targets over two years, that, that tells you how good he is in that area. Now again, he's not he's not breaking any um, real records on the ground, but right, you know he's very explosive he, when he gets the ball. He's very good, yeah, having the ball. Yeah, you know I I do think. I think another thing that goes against him is that David Montgomery is a very good pass catcher compared to Jamal Williams, who was who he's was okay, better than Jamal. But... <laughs> I, I wouldn't yeah, say David yeah. Montgomery's a good pass. He's he's serviceable. Well, like yeah, he's not good. He's he he can do it. Like he's just not the yeah. most natural at it. But he's he's yeah. okay. He's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not natural at it, but like he also had a lot of experience in in Chicago doing it because he had to, and that and that really helped his dynasty value. And right. I I think that's. Part of part of the reason why he went to Detroit was oh, because sure. he, he, sure. he is because he saw that and he saw the potential of him playing prob- probably over fifty percent compared to Swift. Yep. No. I, and yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. Again, Swift when healthy, very very good with the ball in his hands, but you can't trust it completely. That's why he's falling falling like crazy. But falling falling falling. Fallin'. Yeah. But yeah, I still think that he should be up here because. All it takes is one good season. You know, they're injury prone until they're not. It's not like he yep. has, you know, soft tissue injuries. It's a shoulder, which is concerning. Don't get me wrong, but it can be managed, right? And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm just not giving up on Swift. The injury last year happened at such an unfortunate time in week number three that he just yeah. never really was able to get healthy from it, whatever. I forget what it was. I think it was the shoulder, but um, I could be wrong. But, you know, I just don't think that they ever, with how the season went for them, you know, going 0-6 and then really rallying the second half of the season, yes. I think that kind of changed their game plan for for how to return him as well. You know, they yes. they didn't want to change things when they were kind of rolling at the end of the season. So that's my thoughts on Swift, you know. Um, any last thoughts? Recap quickly your your top, um, your last seven guys here. All right. Yeah, yep. It's it's uh it's 7 Six, through 12. Seven. I have I have Josh Jacobs, uh Travis Travis Etienne, uh, Jameer Gibbs, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, and Javante Williams. And then I've got Josh Jacobs, Najee Eckler, Nick Chubb, Travis Etienne, and DeAndre Swift at 12 there wrapping up my RB1s for Dynasty. Um, any last thoughts on the running backs for dynasty football or for, um, yeah. yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's the big thing with running backs is that they come and go very frequently. Mm-hmm. And if you can find that stud running back, you are set for, for five years and then you can sell them off at their peak. And then you can just try to get the next one after that. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you. So that is our running back ones for Dynasty Leagues. Let us know your thoughts on who you agreed with, who you disagreed with over on Twitter, on YouTube, in the comments, in the review, and we'd be happy to talk about it next time. Um, You know, hit us up while you're there. Leave a comment, leave a review, leave a subscription, tell the podcast to one of your friends. Make fun of the the rankings all you want. doesn't matter. Just get the word out there about the podcast. More people. We appreciate you guys joining us. Hit us up on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin at Dynasty underscore Dale. Until next time, thank you guys so much for joining us. Have a good night.